Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaft Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you now that the festive Christmas period is basically done and over? Are you stuffed full of... Uh, you're a meat eater at Christmas? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a meat eater all year round. Mm. If anything, I'm, I'm more carnivorous over <laughs> Christmas. I want to extinguish every life form around me. Yeah, I thought you said in the last episode that we weren't going to have so much death talk. Oh, yeah, well, that, this is the best... 2017 you're right um so yeah so i mean i am also going to be a meat eater over the uh the festive period uh only because my uh my my vegan because wife... that's what you that's the diet you practice for the whole year actually but well yeah it's not much of a change is it no, it's a change because i do roughly live an 80 percent vegan lifestyle oh. i would say it is listeners <laughs> this is a this is a bold claim that Luke says, and I'm glad you've revised it to 80 <laughs> because it's been 90% for about two months. I'm 90% vegan as you tuck into a chicken wrap. Those are bad examples. Those are bad days <laughs> when I don't do it. But the rest of the time I am. I have cut out um, all dairy from my, my diet with the exception of the margarine that we have in the fridge. And that's only because when I bought that margarine, the Tesco's didn't have any um, dairy-free stuff. But I've cut mostly dairy out of my uh, life. I don't eat meat in an evening unless I go out for a meal. And I very rarely do that. So I actually don't eat meat throughout the week. Sometimes I have a chicken wrap um, for lunch. But most of the time I have uh, soup. I really think you should. You know how they, uh, Jamie Oliver does this thing where he'll take a particularly obese American family and walk them into a room and say, hey, look. This is everything you eat in a week on your table as a family. And they're like, it's quite a shocking moment because it's so much stuff and it's usually all the colour orange because <laughs> everything's been deep fried or frozen. And they, they go, oh, wow, I never knew I ate this much stuff. I think if we did it for you, I, I could tell you, you this would much, not I could tell you. I could tell you this much right now because I know exactly what it would be. There would be um, some bagels. There would be a jar of peanut butter and a... Um, uh, some margarine. There would be Weetabix with raisins. But the peanut butter you have is is there is has butter in, right? Yeah, I know. Well, that was the other side of it. So that one is uh, that's also a bad thing. But again, that's why it's an eighty twenty split. It's not. It's like fifty fifty. It's not fifty fifty. 
<laughs> it's definitely not 50-50. That, that's a bold claim. Because my lady partner's a vegetarian and she's very strict. Like, every label has to be scrutinised because she's like... The, the idea of eating an animal is absolutely abhorrent to her. It's not a diet thing. It's not a, uh, it's not a FU to corporations. It's like, she just, she loves animals. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she is 100% vegetarian all the time. Yes. Was there a point to I that? Do, I, feel, I feel like you do not scrutinise labels. I, well, no. Uh, so I'm, <coughs> my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend, my wife, is uh, very much 100% vegan now. She was, she's been making the, the, the transition into full-on vegan, mm. and she has now gone completely full-on vegan. And she is also very much a scrutinizer of labels, because she's gluten intolerant as well. And we actually found um, a gluten-free pastry that she could use for come Christmas so she could make herself some like snacks and stuff when we do party food. But she has since learned, because she's read on the internet, that although it's not written on the label... It does contain um, extracts of animal blood mm. because that's what gives it the stretch that gluten would usually give it. So now she can't have it. So mm. we've now got to try and find an alternative for that. I'm not that far into it. However, I'm back to my table. There, there would be some soup. And those soups I have are vegan because I've checked the labels on them. Oh, but have you gone online and researched? Well, as they're said, probably rubbed on a cow before <laughs> they give it to you. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. And then of an evening, it's usually like vegetable and rice. Mm. And because I'm living with a vegan, those are all vegan meals. Okay, well, a little bit of a, a tense start to the <laughs> best of 2017 show. This is the best of 2017, <laughs> really. I th- yeah, I feel like this is quite indicative. We're a wrestling podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, what, what are you having for Christmas Day then? What, uh, meat. What, uh, meat. Yeah. Uh, what, oh, well, meat. What meat? Uh, turkey and my my, my parents. My parents used to do two. Uh, always a turkey, and I think we're doing ham this year as the alternative. Hmm. What are you? What about you? I don't know. The lady folk organised that. The, sorry, that was a hot. Oh, that wasn't was it. Dreadful. Where are well, you? Well, been? it was meant to be. How, a... how are the 1950s? <laughs> you just come back from there. It was meant to be an ironic joke that I didn't mean, but then it came out a bit too sincere, especially coupled with all the meat eating talk obviously don't believe that i will but you know my, my family do actually fit into quite nice gender normative roles where yeah. i will be not cooking in the slightest i was in a bar yesterday in uh camden mm. and uh um, covent garden covent garden i said camden is in covent garden sorry uh, so i was in the uh, a, a bar <coughs> in covent garden and there was a sign up on like behind the bar by some of the drinks and it was a picture of like um uh, you know the toilet symbols like a man and yeah. a woman things like that and it was like guys no shirt no service girls no shirt free drinks Way. and I was like oh come on good lord you're jealous because yeah, I don't have it in we my don't house have <laughs> we don't have that in the studio I don't get a free drink if I take my top off well no exactly because it's no service mm. but uh, I, I, if I, anything it's discrimination against men. <laughs> I um and my uh, my wife who was already very upset with the place because she had asked for a table to seat ten people mm. and we she arrived and they were like so it's table for two then oh she was like oh no ten and he was like no you definitely said two and she was like no I've got the email right here where it says ten yeah and he was like oh I'm very sorry I've only great got... to have a paper trail <laughs> yeah it very much is so she was already very upset with them well we've we've sort of uh, this is a. This was a true rambling intro. Well, we did say, because we're recording all of these at the same time, so maybe this is just what's going to happen. So let's get on with the actual show. 
and it's still Christmas week. Ho, 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 ho. Here at Wrestle Talk Studios, Merry Christmas, Swaff Nation. Happy Hanukkah, Paul Heyman, and Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays to anybody else who, whatever. I just hope you're having a good time. To one and all. Maybe we should just say this. You know, it doesn't have to be Christmas that we say happy everything to people. Happy Friday. Because that's the day this is going up. Of course, we haven't watched Raw and Smackdown this week. Well, we have, but not right now. This is pre-recorded. Actually, when you say that, I won't have watched it. Would you not have? No. What, why not? Because I've got better things to be doing than watching Raw and Smackdown from this week. I knew you're not a real fan. <laughs> I'm going to be doing other things. I would have thought. Um, but what really, are your what are your Christmas things? My Christmas things. Um, spending time with the family. I'm at my mum sure. and dad this year. Uh, my the wife and I are going over. My brother's going to be there as well. So it's going to be quite nice to have all of us there. Mm. Playing lots of board games. Watching a lot of films. I've actually watched quite a lot of Christmas films already this uh, this December this festive period. Die Hard. Uh, not Die Hard yet. That we're doing. They're saving that one. Sure. But uh, they've got a big long list of Christmas films that I want to want to watch before the festive period is over. Sitting around doing a lot of drinking, a lot of eating. Um, I'm looking forward to New Year because that is when my year-long pilgrimage will be over. And I'll be oh, able and you're going to have chocolate and fizzy drinks. Chocolate and fizzy drinks again. So you're going to do that on midnight because on- of, uh, New Year's is but three days away, two days away from now. Exactly. Well... Apart from when we're recording this, we're just a couple of weeks yes. away. But um, uh, yes, it, in actual time, now as you're watching it, it's only a couple of days away. My wife is making millionaire shortbread. Oh, uh, that's my us. favorite. That's what I like as well. So she's making uh, a batch of that so mm. we can have those um, after New Year. Maybe bring them into the office on Tuesday. Oh, do you know what I meant to bring, actually? Speaking of that, because we held a Christmas party around at yeah. my house uh, over the weekend, and someone brought over a big tray of sausage rolls. That um, my wife can't really eat because she's a gluten-free vegan, and I thought I'd just bring them into the studio, and you and I, you and I could just gorge on them. I would them. feast upon <laughs> sausage rolls, crinkly pastry. Yeah. Yes, please. We'll put the ass blaster sauce in a little mm. bottle, and we'll just dip into Maybe it. Maybe not the ass blaster. I am going to a Bavarian beer house on your on Christmas. Yes, Christmas. Well, they put on a big spread, mostly potatoes, <laughs> of course, it would and be. sausages. Yeah, and it's it's great. Yeah, really, we, we've been quite a few times. Me and my big group of friends oh wow yeah. so what are you doing actually on christmas day oh, this is new on new that's on new, new years. years sorry I yeah christmas well we started the conversation about <laughs> christmas but yeah i thought new, we've talked about christmas new years is coming up now. oh sorry yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be at my friends mm. uh, over new years the six of us usually get together um it's not my, it's not our year to host this year so we can actually just go and be guests so that'd be nice that'd be nice trash something trash someone else's house yeah. and we just play board games and rip play, a sink off the wall play one that's night what i like to do play one night ultimate werewolf until about three four in the morning and then fall asleep. I fall asleep while playing that game. <laughs> we instead will be doing all number of loud and obnoxious drinking games and uh, peer pressuring people to do things they don't want to do. Oh, it's the best kind it's of entertainment. The best kind. It's just me and my lady partner. Uh, one of the first years we were together was the first year of the Bavarian beer house sort of tradition, and. Uh, there was about, I don't know, there must have been about 20 of us. 20 bloody lads yeah. and two women. <sighs> Vastly outnumbered. Yes. My lady partner hated Jaeger at the time. Thought Jaeger bombs were for douchebags. I mean, they are. That We got a, a long tray. So it was like a, you know, a 20 shot long run of them. And uh, knock them all in and everyone's going to do them. And everyone did them. And then my lady partner was like, I'm not going to have it. Can you, can you have mine for me? And I was like, 
guys, she's not <laughs> drinking. She's not drinking the Jaeger You're bombs. You're the worst, absolute worst. And and she was like, no, I'm not going to drink it. And she's quite, you know, she's very, she's stubborn. <laughs> so she, if she doesn't want to do something, she's not going to do it. She's like, no, I'm not doing it. Quite rightly so. And uh, just something magical happened. Matt Lewin, my friend, stood up and just started clapping at her. Yeah, like damn that. right. Clapping. No, 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 no. Not clapping in a well done. Clapping in a... Yeah, come on, let's drink it. Oh, no! E- no! Even though we all knew she didn't want to drink it. So everyone just stood up and go, like, come on, yeah, you oh, can do it. You, you can do are it. the worst. And she actually drank it. And you know of course what? You, of course she did. You bullied her into it. You are, but, but you it was, are JBL as she is, Mara no, no, Ronaldo. <laughs> but it was fun. It was like everyone was doing it in a nice way. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure JBL thought he was doing it in a nice way too. It's just banter, mate. It's just yeah. banter. Get this on board. Was Get on board this the banter was, bus. This was coming from a loving place. Banter and you know claws. what? She likes Jaeger bombs now. <laughs> well, brilliant. You've There's now... a running joke that she will always get Jaeger bombs in. So, yeah, is that bullying or is that fun? So, we are here <laughs> to run through the Swafties. That was the name that I came up with. Yes. Uh, so we put up a post on Twitter and Facebook for you, the Swaft Nation, to tell us your favourite moments of 2017. And we have collated these here to create the Swafties, a series of awards, and we are going to hand them out. They're not really awards. They're not though, really awards, they? no. They're pronounced that we're, we're <coughs> going to mention Swafties now and then probably never bring it up again. Yeah. Um, but let's hand out some Swafties. Mm. So first up from Prince of Shadows, it said, let's be honest, when it comes to storytelling and payoff, it needs to be Alistair black versus the velveteen dream the feud we all didn't know we wanted but needed this could go if we were to create a swafty award most surprising delight mm-hmm. most most oddly homoerotic feud of the year i'm gonna give this loved it loved every single thing about it mostly the homoeroticism absolutely mm. that's obviously the best bit i was surprised by how much i enjoyed the homoeroticism <laughs> like the i was like yeah man you know like when you watch david bowie perform and you're like well he's, he's a man but he's he's kind of sexy in a weird way i'm not attracted to him but i can appreciate the sexiness mm-hmm. that's what i got from the way velveteen dream moves around like prince used to yeah uh you know women want to be with him men want to be him yeah absolutely. it was very much yeah. that thing and you put him against someone who is the complete opposite of alistair black the badass alistair black you throw in some fantastic character beats of ego and recognition and wanting to prove yourself and you get this magic absolute magical formula where the crowd want both guys to be over and everyone brought their a-game what a match what a feud what a story. Loved every oh. single thing about it. Has my uh, top 10 matches gone up at this point? Yes, it would have. Yes, so <coughs> viewers will already know that it was in my top 10 matches of the year. Mm, really good. Up next, Dan Rogers. AJ Styles getting a good match out of Brock Lesnar. I feel like this is quite sarcastic. It is a bit sarcastic. Uh, because Brock Lesnar, it's like, oh, you got a good match out of Brock Lesnar. Well done. Brock Lesnar's great. He's had great matches all year long, really. He just doesn't care sometimes. <laughs> you've got to... It's not like you've got to... Like, defeat the beast. You've got to interest the beast. <laughs> yeah. The beast uninterested. Yeah, yeah. Is what he is sometimes. Yeah. So he, he sees AJ. He's probably a big fan of AJ. Brock's wrestled in Japan. You know, he's he doesn't want to go up against Jinder. I'm sure he's, he's as no-nonsense as you can get. Uh, and, yeah, they had a cracking match. They really did. And honestly, I think Brock's had some really great matches this year. The SummerSlam 4-way in mm. particular. But I did love the AJ Finn, uh, the AJ Brock match, which was also in my top 10 matches. Would you, If you gave that a swathy, what would it be? 
best two-week out change to a pay-per-view yes, of the year. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, Brett Richardson says, Ollie Davis singing Nia Jax's entrance music should be in the top five moments as well. Well, we weren't we weren't doing a top five. No. So we... what he's essentially saying there is, I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't my favourite thing of the year. <laughs> no. I would put it in my top five. No. Well, clearly me drinking hot sauce, well, drinking mm. hot sauce, uh, would be there. That'll be rectified. That will be rectified. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Strongest Optimus writes Pete Dunne as the WWE UK champion. Mm. Great shout. Yeah, really strong run there. Yeah. He just, he's just carries himself like a star. He's already... You know, like, you, people get signed and you're like, yeah, you could do with a couple of weeks in development, months in developmental... Pete Dunne's already there. Yeah. You can put him on Raw tomorrow. He won't feel out of place unless you book him in the cruiserweight division. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm a big, big Pete Dunne mark, as you'll have seen from my favourite wrestlers of 2017. I just think the man is absolutely brilliant. He's fe- he had one of my favourite moments of NXT all year, which is when the Undisputed Era were beating down Wolfgang mm. after Wolfgang and Pete Dunne had a match. Pete Dunne rolls to the outside, walks up the ramp, stops contemplates because he can hear Wolfgang being beaten down the crowd are going like Pete Dunne Pete Dunne bruiser away bruiser away for him to go back and help his UK compatriot he turns around he runs back to the ring grabs his UK championship and walks (laughs) back up the ramp so great because the crowd popped huge when he turned around and then booed like crazy when he got his championship and walked away. Loved it so mm. much. Uh, which, Speaking of which, David McKenzie writes, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne getting a Chicago crowd to feel like a Camden crowd at the ballroom. They tore the house down, and as a moment, I don't think it will be able to be topped. Loved that match in Chicago. The Camden crowd he's referring to is, of course, Progress's very rapturous, raucous crowd in the electric ballroom. Yes. Uh, one for you here, the Festival of Friendship. Hey, uh, from, from Dominic, Dominic Campbell. Campbell. Yeah, uh, or Joe choking out Heyman. So I for- obviously I talk about the festival of friendship to anyone who will listen. Tesco shop assistants, people at the bus stop, the guy who runs the Chippy's Diner. But I forgot about Joe choking out Heyman. What an incredible angle that was! So good. Mm. It, was a, it was a great angle. Like it was all off mic. Mm. And it was just all on the the WWE on-cord, uh, on-board camera microphones. <coughs> just absolutely wonderful. It made Joe feel like a legit badass because his first run on the main roster was pretty lackluster. He came in, sort of had an alliance with Triple H that was dropped a few weeks later. Well, I think he was meant to feud with Rollins, but Rollins got in like in the build-up to tri- the Triple H match, but he injured Rollins. He did yeah. it too well. But then, <laughs> yes, but then, but Rollins would have then beaten Joe. And like his mm. first pay for you match, which wouldn't have been the best thing for, for Joe, really. But like this really did rehab him on the main roster. But not just him. This is this could be credited to turning WWE around for 2017 because after WrestleMania, it wasn't very good. Raw was Raw was pretty bad to sit through for a few months there, and it wasn't until the Joe Lesnar program kicked off for well, you know, you hear Great Balls of Fire gets announced, and you're like. Okay, this is going to be rubbish until SummerSlam. But actually, Joe and Lesnar building into that really turned the company, made it hot again, brought in some genuine interest, and then they carried that through with Strowman. And Raw really has been on a a pretty damn good run for Raw since yeah since june july completely agree yeah. um robin crenshaw i'm gonna guess that uh it, or just it's rbn crusher uh writes okada omega 2 then okada omega 3 then war games <coughs> yeah well what can you say the best match in wrestling history three times <laughs> <this year. 
Omega and Okada. Uh, yeah, I, I much preferred their second bout, but it's like Back to the Future 2. The awesomeness can't exist without the first one, so it's almost like a double header. Uh, ben Bet Richardson writes the Hardy return was huge. War games, festival of friendship. Pick any fashion files. Sammy's heel turn. Mm. Goldberg versus Brock, and their big man meat feast was incredible. Feast. Well, well meat, fest. Sorry, big man meat fest. They didn't chow down on each other. <laughs> well, it's because we used to describe it as a meat feast match. Mm. And uh, yeah, Hardy's return at Mania was was great, considering that they just had an incredibly epic ladder match the night before. Yes, at Supercard of honor that then they could just go and have another ladder match where like jeff jumped off a, a super duper ooper goopy ladder and like it was a ladder that was that was whispering in the wind sorry how high do you want that ladder oh you want the super ooper dooga booga range sure yeah as the only the wwe mm. have in it they can only get it when the hardies <laughs> are there no one else wants it i like the big show ladder you know the really <laughs> yeah, wide the reinforced one. one yeah or uh, the hornswoggle ladder i i i remember watching that hardy's return and you know our jobs are to follow wrestling news. And I'm a, I, I always bring it up. I'm an idiot sometimes, and I forget very big things that are probably going to happen. I genuinely forgot the Hardys were in line to return, that they were kind of free agents. Do you know what's so funny? So my friend messaged me saying, do you think the Hardys are going to return at WrestleMania? And I just went, no, I don't see it happening. And the reason why I didn't see it happening is because I was so convinced that the triangle ladder match was Enzo and Cass's moment. That it was like, this is what we've been building to, is Enzo and Cass finally winning the belts. Mm. I was like, so I just think the Hardys coming back would just completely destroy that. Well, they probably were. I mean, <laughs> the Hardys only left TNA in February. Mm-hmm. So that could have been... And then what happened to Enzo and Cass after that? Breakup. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Cass injured. Enzo, cruiserweight division. Uh, Kenny writes my favourite moment was the Omega versus Okada 2 match which was the best match I've seen in years a very close second is Omega versus Naito from the G1 Climax finals I have watched the highlights videos more times than I can count hashtag Omega is amazing amazing yes Uh, Omega is incredible I I, I sincerely believe this is Okada's year though this is one of the greatest championship runs ever What, what a guy what an incredible title run. And what a privilege to be alive to watch him do it. And not genders? <laughs> no, not genders, no. <laughs> uh, before we carry on, there's a, for, for the worst of 2017, which went up on Wednesday, there was a lot of, it was pretty much all WWE and a tiny bit of TNA. This list, there's still a lot of WWE because that's, that's the audience and that's what most people watch. That's what we mostly watch. But there is so much independent wrestling, uh, NXT... At New Japan, yeah, well, that's what I was saying in the in the Wednesday video with the 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 amount of Bullet Club T-shirts that are now at WWE shows shows that independent wrestling is is on the rise, which is a mm. great thing. is it's it's a great thing for all. Um, next up from Heel Phenomenal, who writes besides Braun Strowman, AJ Styles, the women division being outstanding. Mm. I've got to give it to NXT. It's been awesome the entire year. Black versus Hideo was great. Black's entrance, amazing. It really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I haven't been as into NXT this year, but I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the takeovers. But I always do. But this isn't this isn't the NXT 
of 2015. No, or 2014. Or 2014. Yeah, and but it's it, it's better than last year. Well, yeah, 2016 was a bit of a uh, not a lousy year, but it wasn't a great. It wasn't. A, it was a bit of a lackluster year. For it was the NXT. brand split. Yeah, the brand split really did kill it. It yeah. kind of gutted out the entire roster, and they they spent most of 2016 rebuilding that roster, so we can now have this great 2017. Mm. And this 2017 has been a really really great year for for NXT. I've really enjoyed the weekly television. There's only ever been a couple of times where the television I've gone, yeah, I could have skipped that. Actually, every time I'm like, that was a really good match. The amount of times I text you being like, if you've got time, check out the main event mm. or check out this match. A lot of really great stuff in there. And I'll text back, yeah, have you seen ROH this week? <laughs> I'm like, it's on my watch list. <laughs> I actually watch it. Uh, Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Boy. Uh, writes Okada versus Omega. Dunn versus Bait. Bucks versus Hardys. Black versus Dream. AOP versus DIY mm. versus Revival. Marty joining the yes. Bullet Club. The progression of Juice Robinson. Yes. The UK tournament. That AJ Naxx. Stare down was one of my favourite moments. And Cesaro destroying that bloody beach ball. What a moment that was. From, uh, you know, SummerSlam, New Day and Usos had an incredible pre-show match. And the next tag match on the show, a bit later on, was the Shield versus the Bar. And it was good. It was a good match. But it, it didn't... It was lacking something. And the beach ball got going in the crowd. Cesaro runs in there, rips up the beach ball... And just the whole match elevates after that because it crowd, felt real. Huge, yeah, huge moment for the crowd. Literally punctured WWE's. It's because WWE matches are like, no, you're you're the viewers. You're separate. This is the action. It's it's like you watch a film. There's a screen. We're not really here. You you're just there to create background. Whereas in most independent shows, it's you are part of the action. It's such a nicer environment. And when Cesaro jumped in there and interacted with the crowd like he would on any promotion outside WWE. It brought everything to life. What a moment. Uh, woken Daniel Bentumi. Oh, Daniel Bentumi is one of our Patreon backers. Wow. Um, Hardy Boys return at WrestleMania. Yes. Jackson Howell writes Braun Strowman's destruction of Roman Reigns hands down. Hashtag I'm not finished with you. What a what a that was what kicked off Braun Braun's comic book run. <laughs> yeah. I would have it. I'm not finished with you. Sipping so an ambulance. Just it so went on good. for so long. It was the initial beatdown, then it was a second beatdown, then it was the third beatdown of the the stretcher yep, off of the, the thing, and then the ambulance tipping it over. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, burn it down right <coughs> to my favourite moment of 2017 would have to be Wrestle Ramble. Oh, oh thanks, man. We've it's bur- our debut year. It is. We're going to be nearing our one year anniversary soon come WrestleMania mm. season. I uh, like how that's at the same good. time. Yeah, it's nice. We should have like a Wrestle Talk, a mania. Yeah, we should. What, yeah, we, we'll think of something. We'll think of something. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll think of something to do. Uh, James writes Okada's title run mm-hmm. and Marty joining the Bullet Club. Any thoughts on Marty joining the Bullet Club? All the thoughts. All yeah, the yeah. Thoughts. we skipped by it because there were so many uh, points in the previous one. But just, it's, Marty was, I, I'm a huge fan of Marty Skull. He's one of, he's been my favourite wrestler in the world to watch for many years. Uh, my first, like, independent wrestling cherry was sort of popped by the leaders of the new school, which was Marty Skrull and Zack Sabre Jr. six, seven years ago. And uh, I watched them in a school assembly hall in uh, Sittingbourne in the middle of nowhere. I had to get an hour and a half train to watch it because Michael Elgin was on the show. What what a guy he turned out to be. And I'm just... Followed Marty ever since. The villain gimmick that he's struck upon is it's something special. And, I, you know, I thought he was going to do all right by himself. I never thought of him joining the Bullet Club. But that's happened. And it's like, 
of course. Yeah. Of course it fits. Villain Club. Just the whole gimmick he's got going on only made more legitimate by the Bullet Club membership. But that's is excellent. It's yeah. excellent. And he is probably the only person in the world that could get over A, Chicken Wing, and B, that entrance music. Because that entrance mm. music is not entrance music that would get people pumped up for someone like to, to come and wrestle. But that entrance music has become part of his character yeah. it's become part of his <laughs> matches exactly yeah and it becomes something people look forward to being a part of did you ever watch him when he was a party marty yes and he had the i used to love that entrance yeah, music. and i remember when he changed it to this this dark remix version i was like but i can't i can't ooh, ooh along with it anymore <laughs> yeah. it's my favorite thing to do uh yeah it, it's great the i was watching ring of honor the other day and he was doing guest commentary for a match on, with Jay Lethal. You know how Jay Lethal does that spot where he does like a sort of handstand flip and mm-hmm. then he does a drop kick yeah. on the floor. And Marty was screaming like, why is he doing that? He's wasting time. And Colt says, but you do a 12 before you put the chicken wing on. And he just screams at him, momentum. That's for the momentum, Colt. It really cracked me up. He's so quick. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
Jair Personen writes, John Cena's 16th championship win at the Royal Rumble hmm. 2017. I'm going to I'm going to disagree with that. I think the match was good, but the <coughs> the the championship win and ensuing three-week title two reign. Two weeks. Two-week title reign. The record time with Ric Flair's record fictional thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought that was a waste. I thought it was a complete waste mm. as well, but a great match. Uh, ND13 says, Jinder Mahal winning the WWE title got me interested again. Wow. Well, we disagree, but yeah. uh, good for you. James says, the Festival of Friendship Cam P1 <coughs> says, AJ Styles defeating Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship That's more on like SmackDown it. Live. That is, okay, so we went to go see WWE when they came over to the UK in April and got a dreadfully boring show. Just a, a turgid, boring show. No Kurt. No, Braun nothing. got injured. There was no, absolutely nothing. It, mm. it felt like there was zero star power on that show. Fast forward a few months when they came back to the shows that unfortunately we couldn't go to. I was at the where no where was I? I was, probably, I was it was around my wedding time, so I couldn't go. And look what happened! You had big title changes. AJ Styles won the WWE Championship as these two huge nights. Triple H joined the Shield, and it was the bloody nights that we couldn't, yeah. couldn't go. Uh, Joey Hayden says the Shield reuniting. I really like. I much prefer Dean and Seth and the way <coughs> the way they told that fist bump. So that was very nice before SummerSlam. The Roman Reigns thing is is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me what kind of killed the Shield gimmick or the Shield return was when like they 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 came out and they did that moment where like Roman Reigns came out and then Seth Rollins came out and then Dean Ambrose came out to their like old like to their entrance music their individual entrance music and they were like oh my god the Shield have reunited it's finally happened and then a couple of segments later they came out wearing Shield t-shirts mm. and I'm like oh kayfabe guys come yeah. on like apparently you've only just got back together I mean who would do that for t-shirts <laughs> Mio writes when Shane jumped off Hell in a Cell again and failed again which caused Sammy to turn heel that was a genuinely exciting time very curious to see where that would go didn't really follow up on it as well as they could have but yeah yeah, yeah that was a good moment uh, Danny Boy uh, again? Uh, again says oh and that moment Ollie accidentally said bellend on one of the rambles and you two lost it I honestly don't remember that we yeah I, I said uh the bell. Oh the, yeah, the match ended, but yeah. I think it said the bell. The bell ended. Yes, <laughs> right. And and we we giggled a lot. We did giggle a lot. Mm. Uh, the Undertaker's retirement at WrestleMania. So bad match, but uh, very very sort of heart wrenching striptease. Yeah, <laughs> as most of them are. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, a lot of sadness around them. Uh, the um, serial Fody uh, says the Samojo Paul Heyman chokeout segment. Mixter Aloe Vera says the rap battle yes. was epic. That rated R line destroyed the way the world works after it was <laughs> delivered. This was between the Usos and the New Day, and the New Day were having a pretty good go at it. But then the Usos sort of made a pretty overt reference to the leaked sex tape with Paige and Xavier Cut Lewis. off their YouTube clip. Yes, yeah, it was the best line. It was the best line. <coughs> uh, Jay Pina writes, nothing sums up WWE this year more than the ambulance flip. A lot of love for the ambulance flip. Your fat uncle says, wouldn't call it a moment, but the rise of Braun Strowman was the best thing in 2017. Definitely in terms of WWE creating new stars. It's something we critique them a lot about. Especially with, it's funny that Everyone who has been called up from NXT, they haven't pulled the trigger on. But the one guy who didn't really... I think he had, like, one match on television. Yeah, he basically bypassed the whole NXT system. Yeah, who didn't go on NXT TV. 
is the guy they've really got behind. Yeah, and but and it shows that they do know how to create baby faces, and they do know how to create these characters, but it's only if you're big men. Hmm. Aslam writes Nakamura's main roster debut, which was, which was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun at the time. It's just it's sad in retrospect. Yeah, to see. I know. How I, just, I always gone. It always makes me think of SummerSlam and the sadness mm. around it. Uh, Jared Conster. Connor, 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 writes AJ Finn, AJ period, really uh, the Black Dream match, but the best <coughs> Fashion Files season one. Yeah, really good. Loved Fashion Files. Who would have thought Breezango would have gotten over like that this year? Yeah. Um, Doctor Mantis Toboggan MD writes that spot with Amaga pointing the handgun to Akada, then Akada grab his arm and hit him with the Rainmaker in their second match. What more can you say? Yeah, not my favourite moment, but... No, yours, yours is the knee drop, isn't oh, it? Love it. <laughs> also, the Hardys return. Uh, Bruiser from the top rope destroying Lethal. Daniels getting the title. Yes, Christopher Daniels, after 15 years. He was he wrestled on the first Ring of Honor show, and this was their 15th anniversary show. The title had always eluded him. Really good feel-good moment win. I love that match. And Asuka versus Nikki Cross from NXT TV win their last man standing match, which was a tremendous <coughs> uh, battle all over the arena. Mm. That was the one that mar- was marred a little bit by the NXT audience chanting, we can't see S-words, which I thought was a bit entitled. But the match itself was absolutely awesome. Um, Ad Churcher writes, as someone who only started wrestling again after the Royal Rumble and knowing literally no one, I lost my S-word at the Hardy's return. Someone I knew at last. I mean, you knew Triple Always H nice. as well. Uh, I think uh, this is going to be a bit of a, a trolling one. You reckon this is a troll one? RW0, the Punjabi prison match? I mean, I I did ironically enjoy it. Mm. But not best of 2017. Not by not no. by no. Although I did enjoy the uh, the great Carly's return, and actually I thought the match as a whole was quite fun. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, watching Finn Balor versus AJ Styles at TLC match felt big and is my favourite match of the year. It's not WWE's favourite match of the year though. It's missing off their best of 2017 list. Really? Yeah. Because they they were billing that afterwards like it was a match of the year candidate, yeah. and everyone else was like, well, any anyone you know who really. Has a good opinion. I do. Meltzer said. Uh, <laughs> Meltzer said it was really good, but it wasn't. You know, it, they had a lot more in the tank. The whole purpose of that match was to have a very good match, but want, make you want to see even more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Brock it was like and a prequel. Brock and AJ is not on there either. But you know what is? Enzo versus Kalisto from Two Hundred Five Live, and mm. uh, Jinder's first championship win from Randy Orton. Of course it is. How many? How many has <laughs> Triple H got on there? Uh, actually, I don't think Triple H has got any of the matches on there. His, um, there's only one WrestleMania match, which is the um, the Brock Goldberg one. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I I forgot about this one. Ben says <coughs> Braun Strowman throwing a chair at Roman Reigns. Might, this might be my favorite gif of the year. It's of all the crazy things Braun Strowman's done, putting people through rings, breaking cells, tipping over ambulances. Something as simple as an office chair. It just—it feels like that's the most legitimate thing he's done. Yeah, it's the most based in reality. That was brilliant. But I've never seen someone just throw a f- not a steel chair. And because Roman was running at him yeah. as well, not a steel chair, but a full-on comfy leather-bound 
swiveling off his chair with arms. Oh, so Brilliant. good. Uh, Char- uh, Charlene writes, uh, the Hardy Boys returning the Mae Young Classic mm. and the New Day Usos rap battle. You didn't see a lot of the Mae Young Classic, did you? No, I didn't. Didn't get time in the end. No, well, and I think that the where they dropped the ball with it was loading all like loading four episodes in chunks mm. and I think one of the yeah, brilli- I would have probably watched it if it was over a week week by week exactly basis. I think one of the brilliant things about the Cruiserweight <coughs> Classic was it was a week to week thing it was like, mm. it felt like a week to week storyline in a show and because of the way the shows were edited and put together they were acting like it was a different week but actually but all four of them have been loaded at the same time and mm. you just felt like you had to get through all four of them in that week before the next four go up yeah. which I thought was a real shame uh, Rob Pontin, another one of our Patreon backers. For me, apart from Wonder Ollie, it has to be the Young Bucks. They've changed the way social media is used in wrestling and also showed that so-called indie guys can be take, uh, can be as over as anyone in the big leagues, be the elite. Uh, or Jericho and N- on the NJPW calling out Kenny Omega. Yeah, what, what a moment that was. Absolutely. Uh, any thoughts on the Young Bucks for 2017? Well, that they, they continue to be awesome. Uh there's this so as we're recording this it was it's a few days after final battle and then the six man uh, against oh i can't i was like flip gordon and two luchadors i can't remember the names of probably dragon lee and they do there's this extended drop kick spot have you seen it yeah because there's been a big debate about whether or not mm. it was good i uh i think it's fun uh and everyone in the arena thought it was fun Am I also? But at the same time, it is a bit stupid. Like you can, it can be fun and a bit stupid at the same time. Mm. Uh, so I can see why people have taken against it. Um, Someone, a UFC fighter, tweeted out. That's it, because he was. That's when Dave Meltzer <coughs> got in and mm. started arguing about that it was a really great spot because the the crowd really enjoyed it. It wasn't. And this is what I love about Dave. Dave was saying like, it's not to my taste. I don't think it's a great spot. Mm. But the crowd loved it and they lapped it up. So clearly, it worked. Yeah, that, and and the young bucks are smart enough to know they're going to do it again until it doesn't get a reaction. Yeah, and then they'll change their act. Yeah, so I mean, uh, people people said the same about loads of super kicks a few years ago, uh, and I was probably one of them. But then I, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> it's really fun to see people get super kicked over and over again. Yeah. Uh, Chris Harris writes Randy Orton burning down the Wyatt compound also the end of Akada Omega 2 mm. this the viper in the family a storyline with so much promise well it was it had like six people forget how good that was for so long six months of awesomeness and subtlety and then just an, a really bad three weekend and then a, a little epilogue, yep. as it were. Absolutely. Uh, Jack Lopez simply says, Rusev Day. Rusev Day. Yes, yes. absolutely Rusev Day. Ian Barkham. Uh, this is a, an indie heavy. This is very indie, indie heavy, heavy here, apart from the last piece. Uh, mm. Jimmy Havoc winning CZW's Tournament of Death. Marty Skrull winning the IWGP Junior title. WCPW's World Cup. CCK winning the Progress Tag CCK. Titles. CCK. And uh, they're over Boys. there. They're there. Over here, there they are. Oh, CCK. Handsome devils that Excellent. they are. Chris Brooks and Kid Lyon. Lycos? Lycos. Lycos. Yeah. Uh, great for podcast listeners, this special <laughs> bit. <laughs> Uh, Adam Cole and Red Dragon's NXT debut and Braun throwing that massive chair at Roman. Yes. Hearts in your eyes emoji. Red Dragon's NXT debut. That was that was awesome, wasn't it? It was really great because mm. like they, they had their NXT TV debut where they came out and got beaten by um, Alistair Black. But then come Brooklyn 3 when they came out as a tag team and it's just the way they were standing on the, ri- the ring apron yeah. and it was like, oh no, 
it's about to go down. And then Adam Cole came out at the end of the night and the Undisputed Era were born. Love them as a team. I'm a still, big... a, still a rubbish name, though. Because <laughs> you would have <coughs> preferred they call, were called Dishonored. Yeah, that would have been awesome. It's a much better name. Mm. Uh, Jason Oten writes, Bray Wyatt winning the world title. I know he lost it and has been mismanaged since, but that can't be taken away from him. I mean, you're right, it can't. I so I'm I'm with Jason here. That those so that that win was really good. The uh, elimination chamber win. I can't remember if it was before or after. I think it was after. But someone asked me what was your favourite three way of the year so far, and because uh, this was after the uh, Clash of Champions three way. Of course, there was the really good Hell in a Cell three way for the United States title, and I was like, you know what? Probably John Cena versus AJ Styles versus Bray Wyatt on SmackDown back in February. I thought that was an incredible... You know, like, when you know that they're going to go to an ad break, oh, here's a rest hold, here's a dive. Mm. Not this match. It was like, you come back, someone gets put through a table immediately. (laughs) Like, what? Okay, we've got to go for a break. (laughs) But people are still hitting each other. It's like the climax of the action. It comes back and it's more chaos, frantic stuff. Hell of a match. Hell of a match actually only just missed off my top 10 of oh, the year. really yeah really really enjoyed that but that's like bray is such a good character it's astounding how they've managed to screw him up so much well my friend and i were talking <coughs> the other day because there was that news story about uh triple h saying that nxt might not just be about call-ups it might mm. be about main roster signs going to nxt and it's not a demotion it's just somewhere where you can go and kind of like you know rehone yourself and you know maybe going back will be the best thing for bray Go back, get rid of the mysterious fat wizard, and uh, hobo wizard, I should say, and go back to being the cult leader again. Get the little hat back. Where's the hat gone? Well, you could go down there. That could be part of the story. He goes down to bring impressionable youths into his family, and he redebuts on the main roster. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, (coughs) Donald uh, Kocher says The Undertaker's retirement. Steve Andrew Huckvale says Kurt Angle's return. Which, you know, was a huge thing this year. Not just in ring, but uh, Hall of Fame back in uh, January was the announcement, and then actually returning as the Raw General Manager. But it does, you know, like I was, 2016, I was just obsessing over a Kurt Angle return. And this has been very lacklustre. Yeah. And ill-planned out. And I don't, I still maintain that WWE never planned to bring Kurt back. But Kurt was announced for a British wrestling TV show uh, announcing gig. And then within the ne- like within three days, Raw announced him as Hall of Fame. Mm. So I think they, they got worried and they got him back. Because it's not like there was a big thing planned. It was just a video package. The Kurt Angle coming back to WWE Hall of Fame. Like, why would you do it that way? Why yep. would you play it that way? Matt Roberts writes <coughs> AOP versus DIY when Johnny Gargano took the ladder to the face. My favourite mm. moment of the year only to be betrayed after the match. What a match and what a moment. Yeah. I loved the ladder match. That where he just pushes Champa out the way to take the ladder in the face. Nice guy. What a nice guy. The the best baby face in the world. I'm sure WWE main roster will turn him heel. Mm. And um, <laughs> And then, yeah, the ultimate betrayal. Might be my favourite moment of the year. Really? Well, only because like it drew me in. Yeah. Like I, t- I, I kept thinking to myself, I feel like the turn is coming. I feel like the turn is coming, but it can't be tonight. Look at them. It can't mm. be tonight. And then it did. 
and uh, the crowd reaction was perfect because unlike other tag team split-ups that have happened this year, people didn't cheer Champa for splitting up the team. They were very much booing Champa for, for turning on Gargano because that's how good Johnny is, Johnny Wrestling. Luke Robert Bale writes uh, Shibata Okada at Sakura Genesis, um, or as it's otherwise known, Sakura Mega Drive. Apart from the headbutt, it was an amazing match. Yeah, so bit of bit of sweet there. An incredible match, but unfortunately it led to the end of Shibata's career. Uh, Luke Morgan writes, The moment I watched all the pay-per-views from 98 to 2003. Bit of a personal one. Yeah, but, but good on you, Luke. Well done. I bet that was cracking. Yeah. I'm sure some, there's some fairly good stuff in there. But probably what an probably era, like, a, bit, a bit rubbish around 2002-2003. What a fun era, though, to, to Yeah, sort of to revisit. Yeah. It's weird to go back and watch uh, Raw from like 2004 onwards, because that's when they were they were when HD... But they didn't do it like proper HD, so it was still four by three. Mm. Looks really weird. Yeah. Just looks bizarre to watch. Craig Malloy writes the list of Jericho, just Chris Jericho in general. Feels mm-hmm. more that's like the last year thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vincent Gardner writes Okada, uh, Omega Okada, Omega versus Ishii, and Ishii versus Keith Lee. What a match! Now we're talking, talking about best matches of the year. <laughs> Holy hell! <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii versus Keith Lee. I could talk about that match till Kingdom Come. And I will do. Till, till Wrestle Kingdom Till come. Wrestle Kingdom Come. Have you seen um, uh, what Eve Pro's uh, next uh, show is called? No. Wrestle Queendom. Nice. So yeah, good. They're, they're an all-female promotion, if you didn't know. And like that, their pun work, when they did their tournament called The She Won. Yes, like that, that was much better. So good. Very good with the pun mm. work. Uh, Karen, speaking of women, uh, Car- oh, it might be not actually. Karen Gorsk uh, writes Roman getting booed on Raw after Mania. You talk about a that man. That was awesome. Talk yeah. about a man who knows how to control a crowd. Roman bloody reigns knew exactly what to do to get that reaction. They, the crowd, do you know what's brilliant? Is because the crowd knew, thought it was them. Yes. And it yeah, wasn't. That's the master stroke. It was Roman was puppet master mm. and he was playing every single person it was so perfect really really good and last but by no means least will marson writes the beginning of the enzo and big cast breakup with enzo cutting top tier promos rusev day and the shocking Sami Zayn heel turn at helena cell so enzo and cast breaking up is our <laughs> final best moment our final swafty of uh, 2017 yeah i mean they did so some of uh, Big Cass's Enzo work, uh, Enzo work, promo work was really good. And Enzo's facials selling Cass's breakup, it was sad. And there was, you know, they ran that angle a few weeks after where Cass was like, nah, let's get back together. And they, they played it on for so long and they were cheering and celebrating. And I actually thought, well, this is stupid if they do this. But I actually kind of want it to happen. Maybe you can just forget, like, they broke up. Yeah. And then they turned again and it got me. And I was like, ah, oh, I've been played. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was good. I wouldn't have it in my personal type. No. <laughs> but what is your favourite moment of 2017? God, so so I'm not going to include a match mm-hmm. because we've done like they're, they're separate and they're, we've done those in separate videos. Go and check them out. I would have to say, so not a spot in a match, but like a, a sort of a wrestling angle. Uh, I, I would probably say the Festival of Friendship. Yeah, festival show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah, it's a tough one. I really liked uh, Joe choking out Heyman. Because that was one, like, I proper I mm. popped out of my seat for it. I got really excited. It made me, like, really... Because I've been a big fan of Joe for, for many, many years, you know, since he, you know, his ROH and TNA days. So I was, like, really excited to see him being put into a big main event scene, a main event picture with someone like Brock Lesnar. And then to have that segment 
where you choke out like no one had done anything like that mm. and I I, it, I thought it was it made it feel legit and I like it when wrestling <laughs> does feel legit sometimes so I think that might be my, one of my favourite moments of, of 2017 well that's all we've got for uh, that's that's our last wrestle ramble of 2017 oh. we will be back on New Year's Day with our 2018 predictions can't wait to see you there on the other side after the Bavarian beer house, <laughs> after the all-night werewolf rubbish game that Luke likes it's to play. It's not rubbish, it's brilliant. A nice way to end off the year, I suppose. Yeah. Looking at the best moments of the year. I think we I, we did record this a couple of days ago, so I can't remember if we even talked about like what was your favourite moment of the year. But you did, because you said Festival of Friendship. Yes. What favourite uh, in-ring segment? Oh, yeah. I guess that could be, but, you know, so many great moments... Uh, I loved you know, just the sensation of watching Okada and Omega, all their matches. Mm. Um, the Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black match really stands out in my mind. Just, yeah, uh, AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar in that calf crusher. What a moment that was. So, overall, uh, 2017 as a year, do you think it's been a good year for wrestling? Oh, for wrestling or WWE? Uh, let's do both, but in general, wrestling. For wrestling, very good. Mm. For WWE, good. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it has been a good year. Better than 2016. Better than 2006. Although the last time I said that on Twitter... Uh, Better than 2006? Well, it has been better than 2006. What happened in 2006? Well, it's just because that was a very dark period for, okay. for WWE. It was the John Cena, Randy Orton, and eternity. and stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think... Because I was a student... Uh, in uh, 2000, between 2004 and 2007, mm. so like I had quite a lot of like wrestling watching in around because <coughs> I'd got I'd fallen I'd stopped watching wrestling and then my housemate was still watching it so I kind of got back into it in 2005 New Year's Revolution 2005 which was an mm. elimination chamber match where Triple H had vacated the title and then just won the elimination chamber you know because Triple H and uh, so that's when I kind of started watching them but 2006 was when I got fully hardcore into TNA yeah and that was when I was like this is what wrestling is and this WWE stuff over here that's for children that's rubbish because I'm well, it's 2006 so I'm I'm 20 years old mm. I know exactly what wrestling is and what wrestling should be we've all been there man I was there too but it was a v- it was awful to watch I was watching it week to week and it was very bad so that's your benchmark that's like 2006 you think yeah 2006 2007 like it it shows you how bad it was because TNA was actually gaining so much traction Mm. and like everyone was uh, I was recently I did a video actually won't have gone up yet but it goes up this weekend about uh, the ECW one, uh, ECW December to Dismember pay-per-view and at the end of that pay-per-view there are loud audible TNA chants and I mean, A, you'll never hear that ever again. But B, like, that's how big TNA was starting to get because a lot of people were like, this is awful. We need to find an alternative. And they found the alternative, not in Ring of Honor, sadly, but they did find it in TNA. Well, Ring of Honor didn't really have the di- distribution then. Did they it? did not. Uh, yeah, mine, mine's probably about 09, mm-hmm. I think, 2009. Uh, premium celebrity guest host anonymous oh, general yeah. manager do you know what Heal we, Michael Cole we have been through some rough years to get to where we are now we have been through some rough old years I'd probably almost say like 2006 up until maybe 2011 yeah. maybe, or maybe 2010 because Nexus was 2010 in the summer yeah so maybe today until 2000 even then yeah that was a botched mm. angle so maybe 2011 because then you had the summer of punk mm-hmm. things like but even that was botched <coughs> Luke, this is the best of oh, 2017 sorry, best of... show. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's what what um say one good thing to end the year. Uh, Do you know what my best thing of 2017 was? Tell me. I 
started working here full time. Ah, oh, that's lovely. That's my, and I get to work with one of my best friends all day, every day, and it's great. I'm going to awkwardly reciprocate and say, <laughs> that's also one of my favourite things. Yeah. Well, have a happy new year, Swaff Nation, and we will see you on the other side for our 2018 prediction show on New Year's Day. Love you, bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.